Thank you. Please, please take a seat. Please take a seat. Um, you know, as, as Pastor JP said, uh, he and I have, have kind of become friends, and it's, uh, it's been such an, such an honor and a privilege to me to have him and, and Rachel as, as friends. And, uh, you know, this morning I was thinking, I was like, I'm so excited to, to be there, but not to come and speak. But I was like, I finally get to come on a Sunday morning and be with them. And I love this church and it's, it's funny, I was like, I love this church so much, but I've never even been there on a Sunday morning. But I love it because uh, I've gotten to, through Pastor JP, I've gotten to know some of the people of this church. And how many of you guys know a church is made up of its people? And as I've gotten to know the people and how godly they are and how loving they are and how welcoming they are, I'm like, man, that is a strong church. And so can you guys give it up for your pastors, Pastor JP and Rachel? And I actually, I want to talk uh, this morning, and I'm not going to be long, but uh, I was thinking this morning on the way here, one of the things that has really blessed me about my friendship with Pastor JP, and it blesses me about people with God, is, um, is when I talk to Pastor JP, so often we'll talk about something in life, or I'll talk about something in the church, or decisions he's made, or decisions he's making, and he always is sensitive to what God wants to say to him for something. And uh, I was, in a, in a recent, a few weeks ago, I was talking to him about something. And he said, what do you feel like God's saying to you? And it st I stopped. I didn't tell him this, but I kind of like left his house. And I was like, yeah, God, what are you saying to me? You know, I, I, I was thinking A, B, and C, and I was weighing these, these different things. But then I, but I was like, God, I don't know that I've stopped and I've said, what do you think about this right now? Anybody else been there? You know, I, I bet a lot of us, um, I bet a lot of us this morning, whether you're here for the first time or, or you, you come to church every week and, and you serve here, or maybe you grew up in church, or maybe, maybe you've, you've never even really opened the Bible. This morning, some of us came here and we said, God, I, I want you to speak to me. Some of you, you may not even be aware that God wants to speak to you, but God wants to speak to you this morning. God wants to get through to you. God has something to say to you, and he wants to talk to you. And, and so I want to look at a, a passage in the Bible about uh, someone who, uh, he was used mightily for God, but he was kind of on the run, and he was, he was almost in a sense like, God, I, I'm, I'm just done with this. And God, he had something to say to him. Just like I feel like God has something to say to all of us this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, you can open to 1 Kings. And if you don't, that's okay. We're gonna, they're going to have it on the screen for us. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, um, we're kind of in the middle of a climax in the story of Elijah. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, and, and I'm going to read it along with you guys on the screen if they have that. You could throw it up. And it says, when Ahab got home... He told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. You can hold it right there. So Elijah, in case you don't know, he has just got done with kind of the climax of his life, the climax of his ministry. And Elijah, he was in a showdown with the king of Israel, a wicked king. And to prove to, to the king that, that his God was the real God, he called down fire literally from heaven, literally from the sky. 
and, and the Lord sent down fire to prove himself to him. But as a result, the king's wife says, she says this, next verse. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. So Elijah has got done performing perhaps the greatest thing of, of his ministry, of his life, of his service to God. And now in response, he's getting death threats. And next verse says, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. So Elijah, he, he, he performs this great thing and now you know, he was on a mountaintop, so to speak, and now he's discouraged. Now he's, now he's depressed. Now he's, he's fleeing, right? Who flees? Thieves flee, right? And, and, and enemies flee, but, but the people of God should not be fleeing. But Elijah, he flees. And it says, then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. So he goes from, from these great works and these mighty miracles to literally depression. And even, you know, if you're here today and, and you might have walked in, you might have been battling thoughts or you might have been battling fleeing or you might have been battling thoughts that, God, I'm, I'm not, I'm just done with this or, or God, I'm not hearing you. God, you're not speaking. God has something to say to you and he's going to find you. The way that we just sang, his reckless love comes and finds you. That's what we find right here because, because right after that it says, Take my life for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. Sometimes, listen, sometimes the best thing that a Christian can do is take a nap. You know? I mean, not, not all the time, but you know, every once in a while I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to do my devos with God and, and, and I'll wake up. And I'll look at my Bible and I'll say, man, I didn't get too far. God, we, we slept through that one, didn't we? But every once in a while, you know, God says, hey, I, you know, you're just a little too worn out. You've been pushing yourself a little too far much. You don't need to strive to do what others, you know, think is good. You just have to please me. And God wants to, God wants to give you some rest. And so, but he was sleeping. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he, he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more for the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel for 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So, so hold on right there. So he, he travels 40 days, 40 nights when he's battling with depression. When he's like, I'm done. He travels and, and there's a significance with Mount Sinai and where he's going. Because Mount Sinai is where God has used his ancestors in the past to talk to the people. It's where God talked to Moses and, and gave them the 40 commandments. It's where God uh, revealed himself to Moses through the fire and through the, through the burning bush. And so he says, okay, I have to go where God has always spoken to them so that God will speak to me. But the Lord says to him, what are you doing here? 
Next verse, Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And so, so before we read the last verse, so all of the ways that God has spoken to the ancestors in the past, earthquakes, mighty winds, a fire, Elijah's expecting, okay, God's going to speak to me now. Nothing. Right? You ever been in a spot and you're like, God, I need you to speak to me. God, I'm going to fast. God, I'm going to come to church. God, I'm going to open my Bible and you're going to speak to me. And then you walk away and you say, God, I don't, I think you forgot about me. Right? Sometimes we feel like, God, I put myself out there. And you didn't even come out there. You didn't meet me there. And that's how Elijah's feeling. He's like, okay, the earthquake came. The wind came. The, the, the fire came. But God was not in it. And then God says, and then the Bible says this, and after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Everybody say whisper. Pray with me real quick. God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for Oasis. I thank you for Oasis Church, oh God, and how you're moving here, oh God. Lord, how you're going to continue to move. Lord, we thank you for this space. And Lord, we pray that today your word would come, oh God, and you would speak to us, oh God. Lord, and so I pray that you would help us dial in Lean in, even as Pastor JP said, and that we would hear all that you want to say to us as individuals and us as a church body, oh God. So God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So God speaks to him in a whisper. Not the way that, that he expected and not the way that he was wanting. And, you know, the, the human voice can speak at about 2,000, or about 25 hertz, all the way up to 25, to 2,000 hertz. The, the human voice speaks, you know, the, the people who have real low voices, it's like 25 hertz. And people who have really high voices, they can reach like 2,000 hertz. And the human voice falls within there. Human ears, they can, they can process sounds that are a little lower than that, about 20 hertz, but all the way up to 20,000 hertz. And anything there, the human ear can register and can say, okay, that is a sound, right? But anything less than that, anything less than what the human ear can register at 20 hertz is called infrasonic. And infrasonic sound, it's sound, but it's sound that we can't hear as humans. And the infrasonic sound can do a lot of things. I was, I was in Iceland one time, and I was going down a, a road, and they stopped us on that road, and they said, there's, there's a volcano that's, that might be erupting sometime soon. And we said, and there were people, and they said, how do you know that? And they said, well, we have, we have devices that can hear infrasonic sound, and it can detect when the volcano is going to erupt. They can, the infrasonic sound can also detect earthquakes, and they can tell when things are going to happen based on the low frequencies of the sound that the human ear can't hear. Uh, sounds that, that the human ear can't hear on the high end, those are called, you guys know what those are called? Ultrasonic sounds. And so babies 
who can't who who are who are unborn they're seen and they're 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 registered through ultrasounds uh Tissue, muscle, muscle tissue that, that, gets, that gets torn, it can be healed through ultrasonic sound. Ultrasonic sounds can, can demolish buildings. Like these sounds that the human ear can't register, they can go through and they have incredible, incredible power. And there are sounds that the human ear can't hear, frequencies that the human ear can't hear, but it doesn't mean that there's not a sound. It doesn't mean that there's not something that we're not hearing. What happens here for Elijah and what happens here in our lives is God speaks, but oftentimes we're not dialing into the right frequency. See, God was speaking in a whisper, and Elijah was expecting an earthquake. Elijah was expecting a wind. Elijah was expecting a fire, but God came and he spoke in a whisper. A whisper is, um, you know, other, other translations call it a still, small voice. And in the Hebrew, that still, small voice or that whisper, it means a tiny, silent sound. And I read that. I said, a silent sound. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> a silent sound. That is, that is just wrong. There's a misprint on this book right here. But no, a silent sound there's sound that you cannot hear. Ultrasonic sound to us is silent sound. Infrasonic sound to us is silent sound. Just because there's sound doesn't mean that we can't hear. Doesn't mean, just because we can't hear doesn't mean that there's not sound. Just because we can't hear God's voice doesn't mean that he's not speaking. And that's what God's whisper is. God's whisper, he's saying, hey, I'm whispering. And it's, it, I'm speaking to you. I've got things that I want to say to you. But you're not dialing into the right frequency. Right now, there is music that is playing that we can't hear because we don't have a radio to dial into the right frequency. So God is trying to speak. And a whisper is literally this. A whisper is to speak very softly using one's breath without using vocal cords. And so... So when we think about that, we say, okay, well, when God whispers, you know, does that mean that, uh, like, is, it, is, is God trying to say something different when he whispers? You know, um, and what's important is that, and I just want to share a couple things real quick, is God's whisper is powerful. And what I mean by that is don't dismiss the power in God's voice as just the absence of, of, of noise or the absence of volume. God's voice, God's whisper is incredibly powerful. Why? Because God's breath, if, if a whisper is a silent breath or it's a breath using vo without using vocal cords, then we say, okay, well, maybe it's like a less powerful part of God's voice. But no, Genesis 2, chapter, chapter 2, verse 4, it says that God... God breathed life into man, into man's nostrils, and then he became, and then life was there. So God, did he speak? No, God, God used his breath, and he started life as we know it on this earth. He started the, the, the turning of this universe, not through a scream, not through a, a pounding of his fist, not through anything else except voiceless breath. His voiceless breath breath 
breathes life into dead situations on this earth. His voiceless breath gives us hope when we don't have hope. His voiceless breath meets somebody who's depressed and says, no, I've got more for you. I want you to keep going. His voiceless breath meets somebody who's crazy enough to start a church uh, in Chicago, in, in the loop of Chicago, on the west loop of Chicago, and say, no, no, I want you to meet there. His voiceless breath meets somebody in New York and says, Pastor Charles, I want you to go to Englewood, to the most dangerous part of Chicago, which is the most dangerous city in America, and I want you to pastor a church there. His voiceless breath starts things into motion, and it gives life to dead things that nothing else can reach. Instantly, his whisper, it brings life. Instantly, his voiceless breath can reach us, and it can change everything. You know, I, uh, I was talking to Pastor JP about something, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, and, and, you know, I was like, all right, God, I need to hear from you on this, and you're going uh, gonna to talk to me like this because you've talked to me like this in the past. But what I learned is the same thing that Elijah learned, is that the way that you expect God to move because you've kind of, you've kind of set this gold standard. You said, God, you spoke to me like this before, and so I'm going to do everything like that so that you speak to me like that again. And then God, I think he does it just to humor himself, but he says, no, I'm not going to speak to you like that. I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to talk to you a different way. Sometimes God shouts. Right? Sometimes God, God, uh, um, C.S. Lewis said that God shouts to us through our pain. So sometimes God speak to us, speaks to us through our pain. Sometimes God speaks to us through a prompting. And you say, man, I just feel like I'm supposed to go talk to that person. Sometimes God speaks to you through other people. Right? When Pastor Zach was up here giving the offering, maybe you felt like, you know what, I'm going to trust God a little more than I've been trusting him. And, and you said, okay, I'm going to do that. That was, that was God speaking to you through somebody else. But God also, he speaks through a whisper. And it doesn't mean that it's less powerful. The second thing is, is God whispers to get our attention. See, uh, yesterday I've got, um, pray for me, I, um, I'm like addicted to Shake Shack. And uh, it's not good because on my way home from, from my church, there's a Shake Shack that recently went up. And so every day that I go home, I, I like talk myself into thinking it's a good idea to stop there. Um, and there's a guy that I'm, I'm there so often that there's a Streetwise guy outside. If you don't know what Streetwise is, it's a, uh, it's a magazine um, made to like raise awareness for Chicago's homeless community. And there's a guy selling Streetwise and yesterday he noticed me. Like, he was like, oh, you're back again. And I'm like, okay, it's a bad, it's a bad thing if, like, if he's noticing me, right? But you know what he did to get everybody else's attention? Is he shouted. Streetwise, streetwise. Like, he shouted and shouted and shouted. But to me, because he recognized me, he didn't need to shout. He could get my attention at a more intimate level. And whispering is one of the most intimate forms of communication. 
me and Pastor JP are close friends, but like I, I wouldn't usually do this, but during worship, because it was louder, I, I leaned over and I whispered something. Usually I'm not going to whisper to him because we're, you know, we're close friends, but it's like, yo, like, you know, we're good, we're good. But whispering, it's used as an intimate form of communication to get, to get somebody's attention. Why did I lean over and whisper to him? Because, because I needed to get his attention. God, when he's whispering to you, it's not because he says, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, this is like the last chance. This is the last mode of communication I'm going to use to get to you. No, no. It's intimate. I remember when I first started coming to the church, I, I got saved when I was 20. My life was kind of radically changed, and I really got into the Bible, and God was just speaking to me, speaking to me, speaking to me through his word. And then it was like he stopped. And I was like, I, I told my pastor, I said, Pastor, my, my Bible reading is just so dry. Am I backsliding? And he said, no. He said, God wants you to go deeper now. You're tr he's trying to get you to go through deeper wells. If you have a friend or you have a spouse or you have a loved one or you have, a, you have somebody that you're dating, you, you, you're communicating, but then you come to a certain place where you just have to communicate on a deeper level. When God is trying to whisper to you, when you feel like, God, you're not speaking to me, it's not that he's not speaking to you. It's that he might be whispering to you at a more intimate level. The, um, if you can, you know, that's kind of the purpose. What, what Pastor Zach said, Wednesday night, it's the most important meeting of the week, your prayer meeting. Does that mean it's the, the biggest or the, or the loudest? No. But it's the most important. Why? Because, because a prayer meeting is a church saying, okay, God, we're going to prioritize talking to you and listening to you. And so if you can make it out of Wednesday night prayer meeting, that's you saying, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiet everything else a little bit to get closer to you. The last thing is, is this, is God's whisper is heard with the heart. God's whisper is heard with the heart. So God speaks through, God, God shouts, right? God speaks through our circumstances. God speaks to our, through our pain. And a lot of those things you're going to hear whether you, whether you like it or not. Right? You ever had like like circumstances just happening and then and then and and you're like, okay, God, maybe God's trying to tell me something. And then your friends start to tell you something and it all lines up and it's like, God, I don't I'm not trying to hear that right now. Or God, maybe you're saying this to me. No, no. A whisper is different because it's more intimate. You have to hear it with the heart. What 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 I mean by that is whispering, it really it requires silence to hear. So, you know, um, if you've ever heard, uh, and, and that, that sounds so beautiful, I don't want to mess it up, but if you've ever heard Beethoven's uh, Symphony in A Minor, and you have, you just probably don't know what it sounds like, but it goes, da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na. And it starts, if you look at the sheet music, it starts with an eighth rest. Why? Because Beethoven was a genius, and Beethoven said, I want everybody's ears to be frequent, to, to, to dial into the frequency of silence before they hear anything else. So that they can hear the most pure form of it. God says, hey, 
I want you. Now listen, God might be speaking to you. He might be shouting to you, right? God might be prompting you. God might be, might be speaking to you through other people. God, you might be coming on Sundays and on Wednesdays, and you're like, man, God just keeps speaking to me. God keeps speaking to me. This is less about God's specific whisper and more about, God, help me to tune into your voice. Because, and, and, and if you're like, man, God, I, you haven't been speaking, or God, you've forgotten about me, or God, like, like, where have you been? You're not speaking my language. God is saying, I want you to silence everything else for a moment. I want you to, to, to just kind of, to silence all the other noises, all the other distractions. When he's, when he's whispering, you know, Elijah, the only voice that he heard was the queen of Israel saying, I'm going to kill you. And then all the, other, all the other voices he heard were in his head, I want to die. And when God is trying to whisper to you, God is saying, I want to silence all those other voices because they're not from me. He's saying, I want you to silence. That's what Wednesday night is. You're saying, hey, I'm going to silence all the other things I could be doing. I'm going to silence going to, to dinner. I'm going to silence going home and watching TV. I'm going to silence this. And I'm going to come and I'm going to hear what you want to say to me. God's whisper is saying, I'm going to reorchestrate my ears to tune into the frequency that, God, you have for me. It's personal. It's intimate. And it's saying, God, however you want to speak to me, I want to I hear you. You know, for, for, for whether, you're, whether you're, like I said, whether you come here every week, whether this is your first time, God has something specific. God is a specific God, right? He didn't say, he didn't, Elijah, point in, point in case, or case in point, Elijah went up to that, to that hill, to that mountain, and he expected to God, he expected God to come in one way. And he didn't come, and he expected God to come another time, and God wasn't in it. He expected God to come another time, and he wasn't in it. And then I don't know if you noticed, but Elijah actually went out twice. So, you know, say what you want about Elijah saying, okay, I'm going to, Lord, I'm done. I'm giving up. You know, he, he falls asleep under the tree. Even after he gets food, he falls asleep again. Say what you want. But Elijah went out a second time. Elijah said, okay, I haven't gotten your frequency yet. I haven't dialed in. God, I'm going to find it. God, I'm going to dial in, and I wanna, I'm not going anywhere until I hear your voice. The most, you know, God has, if, if you're here and you believe in Jesus, God has saved you with his reckless love that we sang about. But can I tell you something? It's not done yet. God has something specific for you today, and he has something specific for you tomorrow. God has something specific for you next week. God has something specific for you even tonight in Inglewood. God wants to speak to you, but it's about us saying, God, I want to I tune into the right voice. And so I want to close as we pray, and can we all stand together? And we're going to sing in a moment, but maybe God's with every eye closed. Maybe God's shouting at you. Maybe God's trying to whisper and you haven't heard him.
Sometimes God says something one way and then he tries to say it another way and then he tries to say it another way. Maybe God's God's been talking to you on multiple ends. But today, you can be, you can have your life all together. And you can be the most put together person. You can be following Jesus. Or you could have never been in contact with Jesus' name at all. And today, the most important thing that you can do is you can hear from God. God wants to speak to you about your life today. But God wants to speak to you about your destiny. You may say, you know what, all is well, but God may just want to speak to you and say, hey, I'm with you. Even earlier when when Pastor JP exhorted us and he said, God has done more for us than we could ever even repay him. I just said, thank you, God. That's what I needed to hear. I needed an assurance and and, and the, the knowledge, oh God, that you've done more for me than I could have ever done for myself. You've done more for me than I could ever repay you, oh God. So God, I'm I'm forever in debt, oh God. And God, I give my life to you. And so right as we sing, If that's you, you say, you know what, I need to hear from God today. I just want you to, you're not going to, we're not going to move from our seats or anything. Just, just lift up your hand as we start to sing. We're going to say, God, I reach out to you. God, I want to hear from you. God, whether it's a shout, whether it's a whisper, whether it's somebody else having a word for us in our life. Lord, in our, in your word, oh God, as we open it up this week, I pray that you would speak to us, oh God. So come on, even as, even as they lead us as we sing, God, we, we listen, oh God.